Have you ever wanted to host a podcast but didn't know where to start? Anchor is here to help. With built-in recording and editing tools, Anchor has everything you need to get your podcast off the ground. The Anchor app lets you record or edit from wherever you are. You can record with people remotely and you can add songs from Spotify or the Anchor audio library right into your episodes. The best part about Anchor, in my opinion, is that they will distribute your episodes for you. The reason why you can listen to my podcast is because Anchor took care of the publishing. If you're looking to get started in the world of podcasting, visit anchor.fm. Hi, everyone. This is Amanda from the future. This is uh, editing Amanda. Um, This episode that I recorded with Hannah and Trevor um, is really special and it's a really good episode and you should uh, definitely listen to it. But also I wanted to put this out there as a warning um, for a couple of things. The first is that this episode covers a lot of um, triggering material. Um, We hear a lot about disordered eating and things of that nature. Um, So if this if that kind of subject is maybe too much to hear or something that is, um, can be troubling or triggering to you by all means, skip this episode. Don't, you know, you know, take care of yourself. Um, the second thing is that because Hannah and Trevor were both very graciously sharing one of my two microphones, um, their audio, you, you might hear just like some extra, uh, echoing in the room. Um, you know, different things like that because they were, together sharing one microphone. Um, so that's kind of where that extra, I don't know, there's just a little bit of extra stuff in the audio. So I'll just put that out there. They were sharing a microphone. So I had to kind of change the the style of recording, um, to allow them to, to do that. Um, and also, you know, taking care of our mental health is something that should take very high, if not the top priority in our lives. Um, so if this episode may be, you know, a little upsetting to you or upsetting to the people, you know, people that are listening, you should skip this one, you know, well, I'll see you on another episode. You know, you'll get to hear me chat about other things later on. Um, so if you need to skip this one, that's totally understandable. Um, take care of yourself. Thank you. Goodbye. Uh, welcome back to the pyramid guys, gals, and non-binary pals. My name is Amanda. I'm your host every single week. Ah! Today I have with me two starlets in the uh greater southeastern dance scene here to talk about um an episode that doesn't really center around competition but around just like the act of owning a studio um trevor and hannah Woo! very exciting um before we talk about the episode i want to talk about a couple of things so what is your like experience with the arts in general for both of you individually trevor go first this time it all started with when i actually i'll take it back to (laughs) elementary school with todd woodward and children of eden it's funny because now he is like one of the biggest supporters of Soma and helps us like get our costumes and stuff. Soma's the name of your company. Yes. Yes. Um, but yeah, um, I was gifted and talented in art and he's just like, he was my art teacher at the time. And he was, like, he was like so, a visual art teacher. He was like a visual art teacher. Oh, I see. Yeah, like yeah, also yeah. did abstract and like yeah. did like all like, it's like where I learned about art. Sure. And um, then 
he was like, you should be in this musical we're doing as like a giraffe and a snail. <gasps> and then I was a giraffe and a snail. Aww. And it was like a flowy snail with like a sparkly. <laughs> and I was like, ooh, I'm sparkly. <laughs> like, I love this. Um, but the giraffe, I had to take two like wooden like canes and wear mm-hmm. them under my armpits like, like like crutches move yeah like oh, crutches I love that. But like move like a giraffe like uh-huh. all the way into noah's ark and that's when i knew that you were a giraffe <laughs> <laughs> yes so that's where it all started and then i became a band person mm-hmm. and got really really good at the clarinet but then marching band came around and i was like i really want to move so I got into color, color guard. guard. That's right. I forgot about that. Of the South, y'all yes. already know. Y'all People already know. Yes, we sure did. You know, forgot we'll about be that. in the grocery Two store. A state championship. Dang. We will be in the grocery store, and Trevor will be walking around, and someone will be like, "You." You're the flag boy. Are you serious? And, and they'll like do the flag arms, and and I'm like, what? Oh. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Wow, that's insane. I, I've had this. I've had girls come up to me and be like, "Oh my god, how are you?" And I'm like, "So huh? good. How are you?" And you just like <laughs> give them a hug. And you're like, "How have you been, girl?" Yeah. But you don't even know who they are. And it's, oh wow. And then they are like, I "Just love watching you dance the flags." That's insane. It's kind of scary because it's like local celebo mass people like know you from like football games and stuff yeah like, you're just a nerd and you basically talk to one friend in <laughs> right the AP class yeah yeah yeah, um, yeah so yeah i was a color guard and then my clarinet um instructor pam yackle said you need to get in a dance class and i was like okay she was like no you're like playing the clarinet and like moving around like crazy so then i got into mm-hmm. a dance class at a local studio in glasgow it's a little bit of a podunk situation i did not learn any of the wonderful technique that Abby Lee Miller offers her <laughs> students. <laughs> um, I actually didn't even learn French in ballet. Wow. So it was um, low bar. Low bar. And I would shut that place down if I could because mm-hmm. the the incorrect like alignment and stuff is messing children's bodies up sure. still to this day. However, I digress. So from there, um, I got into Governor's School for the Arts randomly, um, thought I would go for clarinet, ended up going for dance because I got in for dance. I love being a dancer and it was actually my like path. And, yeah. Like, I think like, like the beginning of your art. I think the universe yeah. is looking out for me. Totally. But, um, my freshman year, the the professors were like, you should just quit dance because you don't know anything. Like, oh you should just, gosh. like, not pursue this as a career. I feel like every working professional has that story. Yeah. Of like, I'm this is my literal, actual career. And someone at one point in my life told me I should kick rocks. You know what I mean? I feel yeah. like everybody, that is so insane to me. And I overcame that. And I remember the day because it was a really like white supremacist situation like program oh however sure. at the time you think it wouldn't be because the program coordinator was a flamboyant like gay black male openly proud mm-hmm. um but a lot of the struggles like you had to go through his minion to get there and 
So I was like, okay, I'll send the email. So I like started sucking up to the professors and they loved it, soaked it up. And then I eventually became the president of the department turned on all my best friends because I didn't know like to trust the professors and like my you friends. Used my and... own game against me. I used <laughs> Hannah's own game. What's against this game? Her. What are you talking about? It's what they used the in dance moms. Game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's the way that oh, you get ahead in the dance world. The game. I'm with play you. the game. Yes. Okay. You yeah, have yeah, to yeah. do Abby's tricks. Mm-hmm. But in this case, you got to come it's with like, your resume ready. You got to come yeah. with your resume ready. You got to arrive for Don't, You got to set the chairs opinions. up for the yep. people. You yep. got to play all the games, right? You got to wear their purple color, their favorite color on their mm-hmm. classes and do all of this to be anyone in the program that you pay to go to school for. <laughs> right. How many thousands oh of gosh. dollars? Yeah. You know? Luckily I had a scholarship though. So True. I was playing a game that I didn't even have to play like an idiot, but that's okay. <laughs> I played it, got to the top and then realized I hated it all and wanted to bring it down. So Love that. Here Good. we are. Good segue. And, and now, I yeah. A studio. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so I moved to Nashville for a while after that, danced with a company that I thought things were going to take off with, was promised money that fell through, was promised a job mm. by this company that fell through. Dang. Um, yeah. Moved my whole life here. Then when I moved back and was like still trying to dance with the company, they were like, hey, we don't really want you because you're moving back. And I was like, well, you wanted me all those years I was in college that I drove down to Nashville, but whatever. So still don't know what that situation was about. I digress again. But I found my truth in just being a director and working for myself as an eight slash one on the Enneagram does. Yeah. yeah. And now I own Soma Center for Dance. It's the love of my life. And we just started Hum Dance Collective. And that's all my trauma, Hannah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so i'll just crawl in a hole um no i was gonna say good let's segue from the like uh playing the game situation did you guys go to school together yes at the same time yes together okay gotcha so my like little background of my life is Mm -hmm. that I was just straight up thrown into the dance studio at age four. Sure. Stayed there, stayed there, stayed there. I tried to play basketball once and like would never shoot the ball into the hoop. So they were like, okay, back to the studio. So I started out in a competition studio that we all know and love from Dance Moms. Very similar, like had the rhinestone dance mm-hmm, moms mm-hmm. like jackets and I like wore rhinestones on the on the, the corner yep. of my eye <sighs> lash little yes. crease right there. And we saw a beautiful girl today with rhinestones in her forehead. Oh we did. We did. It looked good. <laughs> um yeah so started out with that for the first like half and then I switched over to a pre-professional ballet program. So that was super rigorous and hard because I was like in I was 13 I think which is so formative and then they're like okay change everything that you know an adult yeah and put on tights and a leotard and wear the same thing as everyone else and look the same and look better and look the the same but also stand out blend in but also be different yes like fall fall back hit you with the cane type of situation so it's a really healthy, nurturing environment kind of so stuff. Really good stuff. <laughs> for me, as I'm learning. That's insane. My, but what? 
Oh, I, I was going to say I went to governor governor's school too. And there, my teacher... You talk about this one all the time. He, he really... It was like I didn't have many run-ins with disordered eating and dysfunction mm-hmm. and dysmorphia until... It hit her in the face. It really slapped wow. me. My teacher like was... I was like, guys, I promise he's not a nice teacher. And everyone was like, it's okay. He's fine. And then we're doing tendus, which is like exercise two of a ballet class. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you have a really fat booty. But he said <gasps> another word that I can't say. Oh, and wow. he was like, that's why you can't do tendus. And I said, <gasps> okay. No. And I cried for oh, so long. No. And then that begins. The, this I, I yeah. want to talk about when I was at Dance Arts in Bowling Green. I walked in. And the teacher said, I told you to get a haircut, but I didn't tell you to make your hair look like that. Not helpful. Told me to get a haircut. But, came back but not and like said, that. Not like that. <laughs> okay, great. Try again. <laughs> and then I cried for hours. <laughs> I, I left every, I left every day of like when I trained at Dance Arts crying. crying. Yeah. I did at yeah. Governor's School. I yeah. cried every single day. One of the guests I had on at the very beginning of, of the podcast was talking about her experience because she's also a dance teacher and grew up in the world of dance. And she was talking about like people don't understand how much not only is dance leaning itself to conversations about bodies that should not be had ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, not only is it just like, prone to that but that those conversations that shouldn't happen take place in a dance studio with an authority figure. right it's not just oh it's really easy for it to happen it's 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 actively happening in the studio and it's not in the mirror yes yeah look at your body look at how bad it is yeah Yeah. it may be it it, it is their trauma coming out and like maybe they've stared at themselves and that is the old way of doing (laughs) things but that is archaic spending too much time looking at yourself in a mirror yeah yeah yeah. So make your kids had, dance had without a mirror one, for once. Right. <laughs> had that one happen and then um got to university with Trevor. That's where <laughs> that's where we meet up. And so what I was gonna say was that the game that we were always playing, mm-hmm. I think, comes from They know the game. The professors made it. So sure. it's not anything that's new to them. Sure. And it's something that is still being played out to this day. You can tell by their social media and like what they post, when they post, how they post it, and what colors they're posting. Yes. Wow. And <laughs> I think it comes from the greater, like we were just talking about, like mm-hmm. the greater dance world. Like yeah. what you are taught yeah. should be the way that you present yourself, mm-hmm. should be the way that you carry yourself everything the way that you live based on what you're eating what you're doing with your life everything so I got to university kind of like was at the height of like following these pre false identities yeah false identities and things that beliefs yes yes all the things and then when I finally got out of school I feel like I actually settled into my love for sure yeah 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 Um, just because I was in a company that was a contemporary dance company, but very like loosely structured, mm-hmm. not super yeah. hierarchical, not super limiting on like my creativity or sure. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, anything like that. So danced with the company. Now I'm doing like freelance choreography and dance um. work and working with Hum, which is a collective that we've just all kind of like started um 
and it is so wonderful and freeing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you just got back from Mexico. Yes. And you were in San Miguel de Allende. San Miguel de Allende. I love to say it. <laughs> and it was fun. I did a residency at the Nautilus Chamber. At the Nautilus Chamber. Wow. That is so cool. That is so cool. Um, so what is your individual experiences with Dance Moms as a show? Like, have you seen it before? Did you know about it from yeah. from something that's not just watching it when it aired? Like, you know, what's your experience with the show prior um, to today? I just, when I first saw it, I was like, wow, how lucky these girls are to get to, like, wear all these cute costumes. And, like, what did you see when it was first airing? Yeah. yeah. Like, when I was, like, younger and, like, before, like, I was, like, before I was out of the closet, even like way back in the dark ages. Mm-hmm. And just, I remember being like, I wish I could just like be free like them. Mm-hmm. But now looking back, I'm like, they were so okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now I, you, know? you couldn't pay me to be any of those kids. Yeah. And I think like my, like I came from like a single parent household and mm-hmm. my mom was in and out of different relationships, but primarily I feel like I was raised mostly in a single parent household and she was always at work so i kind of like would look at all these moms and be like i wish my mom like cared that much about like what i was doing yeah but like she did in her own way you know sure but like it's just the glamorized Mm -hmm. effect that it had on all of us in the 2000s yeah 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 totally hannah what about you um i i definitely i know this season that we're on Mm -hmm. i don't think that i followed it very far like into the later seasons but i definitely like would catch an episode here and there and i've always stood by the fact that i think that the show is pretty real like it to some capacity Mm -hmm. it is so the things that she was saying i was like okay i know this seems harsh but like also come in with your makeup done yeah True. Chloe, put your hair up. Put, put it in a yeah. ponytail. <laughs> put I've it had, up. You know, I've had mm-hmm. students do that, like come in to Soma and, be, and like have their hair like all done and did. And you're like, oh, like a way she could have handled that is like, oh, your hair looks really beautiful. It looks really cute. But like, you know that when we're at dance, like it's, it is a safety thing really. Yeah. Honestly. Like, yeah. She's right. And like, I'm just saying also real in the capacity of like, the craziness they, the everything they do make mo- some studios it's not everyone at mm-hmm. all but some studios really do make moms like come in at all times be there doing the costumes and then like the Ugh. kids are put in like a hierarchical maybe not a pyramid on the board but yeah. like basically that so you're saying that this studio is not necessarily the exception everybody thinks it is that like there are more studios like this that just exist and no one's like, talking about it interesting right that are just like this yeah that's so interesting because i always thought that the that the the gag about the show is that they're the only ones doing it and like look how crazy this one incident is but you're saying that that's not the case that this is just yeah a peek like into a larger so, issue so many people yeah. ask me like but dance moms isn't real right like it's it's yeah. over dramatized and mm-hmm. i'm like it is dramatized but also it is talking about some very real things that yeah. i have definitely seen and comments that i'm like yeah oh, i kind of heard that in a different way mm-hmm. maybe not as harsh as abby sure will say it but like yeah basically basically i remember being in like not at the studio that i began but mm-hmm. once i got 
into my senior year, I started taking, I said it, dance arts. Mm -hmm. And I remember our teacher being like, you have to risk everything. You have to, like, you you might be on the streets or, you know, you you might have to give it all up, but you have to give everything for dance for the studio career. And then I remember, like, dancing with a company and being in New York and having to be like, okay, I'm here, but you still haven't given me my money for being here. Yeah. And I don't have money to eat on. And the yeah. director being like, oh, mm. well, we're not doing that this trip. So I'm in mm. New York and like being like, oh, actually, no. Yeah, you are going to do that this trip. I have to eat. Yeah. And like standing up for yourself. Though. But the, but the, the, conditioning, they, is they, the conditioning is like, why yeah. would you be why would asking you say, me you for should money? be grateful you're even here. And the thing was, the director invites me out to eat with like the the manager like he's trying to create mm-hmm. this like manager thing and is like um would you mind to get the bill and like got like wine and stuff it was crazy y'all y'all oh. you would not believe like the dance world the dance world insane yeah it can't i mean it can't be yeah yeah paid, really yeah. yeah you're working for yourself the whole time yeah yeah um, before we talk about the episode, do you have anything that you would like to put on like the pyramid of the world, bottom level, middle, mid-level, top level things of the world we live in right now? Ask us about the bottom. What do you have for the bottom, Hannah? Organized, <laughs> Organized religion. religion. <laughs> I love, I love. We, we, we did That's a little amazing. Care to explain? I'm everywhere and all over and nowhere all at once and the reason that we're in these boxes and shells of societal american macaroni and cheese yeah yeah i've just seen like so much trauma that comes from it and also girl you're looking at her (laughs) which a fundamentalist christian college i feel that phrase in in uh every part of my body yeah yeah and i'm like it's not fun i'm like it's almost good that you recognize it because oh yeah oh yeah 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 that doesn't that doesn't or does and then doesn't but that people that because i know people like this i know people like this that saw the toxic patterns but understood that they could use them to their advantage and so stayed for selfish reasons like i understand this is problematic but i also understand that i'm the beneficiary of this toxic system so i'm gonna stay and perpetuate it for my own benefit so there's there's worse things in the Uh, world than deconstruction that was was right yeah 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 that's a great thing to put on the bottom that sucks (laughs) i will say it's what made me other like as a human like even within like coming out in my household Mm -hmm. like it was well we're all going to be in heaven and don't you want to go to heaven with us or you know um like the bible says this and like all of a sudden Mm -hmm. we're preaching the bible and we never well that's like that's what every sunday that's like Like, what we're seeing now right is like women can't have access to safe abortions because the bible says it's wrong the Bible oh, since, also says that you need to put on your blue jean skirt down to the ankle. Also, mm-hmm. when was the last time that we decided that the Bible was what should run the government? Exactly. Like, I don't care what the Bible says. I, it was I know. What are you talking fail. about? Yeah, that's so but stupid. Maybe we should cancel, you know, the <laughs> Maybe the founding fathers were kind of problematic. Yeah. <laughs> maybe there were issues. <laughs> yeah, totally. Do you have anything else for the bottom? 
that's it, Dave Ramsey. <laughs> no, he sucks. No, you can call him out. Call him out. David like Elizabeth Ramsey, uh, you suck. Dave Ramsey. Who else? Oh, Gwen, but she's already Gwen Shamblin. She's already gone. Just you know. all the all the demigods or gods or Yeah. Really. Yeah, yeah, but, totally. Yeah. Dave Ramsey sucks. You can Dave say that Ramsey, freely. And we are I, here in Dave Ramsey country right now. Yeah. You uh if you go like thirty miles south, you get to like his castle. His castle right off of the interstate. It's he has a castle. It it is huge. His business office is his like headquarters is ridiculously huge. It's insane. Don't talk about that. Ew. <laughs> it was was it a private performance? You mean like what are you talking it about? Was at a Christmas fiesta. <gasps> Oh, tacos. Fiesta? Tacos oh my god. But Not yeah. a white people taco night. Not well, one of those. Our director originally had planned to do like a, we're a contemporary dance. But they mm-hmm. were a contemporary, they still are, a contemporary dance company. Thank mm-hmm. you. And we did a contemporary dance. And they were like, no, no, we wanted something a little more along these lines. Like traditional? Like hip hop. So we and <laughs> all of our whiteness. Dave Ramsey Dave said, Ramsey. I want to see you pop, lock, it's and true. drop it. Because that's lie. the dance moms, you know. Dang. That, like, people, like, love mm. you know. that is hilarious. So it's just like 1,000 white faces. Oh, yeah. And they're all like blinking. Yeah. Clinking uh, eyelashes. Uh. <laughs> and there's like a more like mob. Like, we're, weren't we supposed to be like a flash mob? Oh, flash mobs were the bane of my existence yeah, in the 2010s. Weird. That, that is so funny to me. So that did happen. That and we so did funny. see Dave. He was in the background. Gross. And it was probably looking schlubby. Harsh, probably looking schlubby and racist. And I love a good taco. And Hannah really was the one that put him there. I don't really know the man and haven't researched enough to say. He's awful. But he is usually awful. If Hannah says it, I agree. Mm-hmm. So he's terrible. In my yeah, in my like job search recently, I've been seeing a lot of like postings for people for like at Ramsey Solutions. I'm like, I bet you are hiring right now, huh? Mm-hmm. All these things coming out about you being well, the, the terrible person you are, but you are hiring. I bet people are leaving in, in droves. Y'all better look in, go research. It's in the Nashville scene and the Tennessean now, I think, has yeah. an article. So you can go read. I'm also going to plug. Those are great. Well, I'm also going to plug the YouTube channel Fundy Fridays. She is a YouTuber who lives in the Midwest and she did not grow up religious. She just has like a fascination with Christian fundamentalism. And she, her and her partner have a great episode about Dave Ramsey. It's like 45 minutes long. It's on YouTube. Fundy Fridays. She shouts out to Jen. She is so well put together and is very good at like reading someone and just point by point and being like these are the reasons this person sucks she has an episode on Gwen Shamblin she's one on Dave Ramsey she's got one on all the all the crazies I love favorite that. thing to do is like reading mm-hmm. myself for why I suck <laughs> you're like <laughs> I suck for looking inward <laughs> yeah um I've got for the bottom of the pyramid are you either of you on TikTok yes okay there's this trend on there's this <laughs> There's this trend on TikTok right now that's like feels weirdly like people are thirsting after their parents. Let me explain. Never. The the trend is something like, oh, you think your parents were hot stuff? I was raised by these parents. And then the trend is to put a bunch of pictures of your parents when they were young and it's like, look how hot my parents are. It's weird. It's a very weird 
trend because you're supposed to feel like you're like yeah you're like gassing up your parents to be like look how cool my parents are but to to do that you have to be like look how hot my dad is so my nose i just have thirsting after your dad question mark yeah that's kind of what it feels like and i'm not down for that it's very it's a very strange trend i need to really analyze that i'll find it isn't that what abby's sugar daddy's we're gonna get there (laughs) we're gonna get there friends okay so yeah, that is what I have down at the bottom. Thirsting for <laughs> thirsting for your dad, Dave Ramsey, and uh, organized religion at the bottom. Okay, middle of the pyramid. What you got, Hannah and Trev? <laughs> I'm just gonna say it, Chick Fil A. All right, explain for for the equal amount of negative energy that it puts into the earth. Mm-hmm. There is a secret sauce that puts a positive energy within my cells. Then your which stomach. we are all one. So yeah, you know, collectively, we really like Chick Fil A, but we hate it. I don't sure. like to announce that publicly. Sure. But sometimes I like to. I mean, in the context of it being say. in the middle of the pyramid, it makes sense. Yeah. So this is a fun fact I learned from a guest that I'm going to have on. She'll be on. Uh, next week or the week after i can't remember um but she told me my friend caitlin told me that there are chick-fil-a's that are independently owned that are not franchises from the bad people so if you know what who to look for you can directly support the franchisee not the franchise so you you just gotta know i think from what she told me you can just like search which ones are independently owned and which ones are not but so, like, if Chick-fil-A, the, the corp, decides to make another one, don't do that. But if there's someone who goes to Chick-fil-A and says, I want to build one of these, you should go to them. Okay. Okay. This makes sense. It's an L. Also, yeah. I get gift cards to there a lot, usually during the holidays. So I only go when I have gift cards. I'm like, it's someone else's I money. I <laughs> Like, it's Community. so... Ugh. It's so tasty. Sometimes it's hard not to go. And then one time I went... And somebody in front of me paid for my food because you know it was a Christian. And I was like, dang, (laughs) my order is a spicy chicken sandwich deluxe. Yes. With with pepper jack jack cheese. Yes. (laughs) Absolutely. With no tomato because tomatoes are nasty and some fries and a large cherry Coke. See, I get the same thing, but then I also get an order of the nuggets, just the nuggets. Mm -hmm. And then I get a a diet lemonade. Dude, their lemonade is so yeah. good. Why diet? Is it something? It just it's like, the trauma from dance. It's, oh, okay. it, it, it lives on. It's the disordered eating it's from growing up in the South. It's the disordered eating for me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love that. It tastes a diet. Okay. It's, it's Splenda versus sugar. It's not anything <laughs> major. What about you, Hannah? I don't know. I, I get the spicy deluxe because you do. Because you tell I love me the that spicy that deluxe. So Holy heck. It's then, so good. It is. <laughs> I love it. And I always forget pepper jack cheese because I oh. always think some, uh, some extra spice. Uh, yes. And I like try yeah. to remember to say it, but sometimes I don't. So that's sad. And, and then no. I get lemon, just regular lemonade, though. Is that bad? Mm, but, must be nice. <laughs> just kidding. It's like, it's like cuties. And you're like, it yeah. is your pleasure. <laughs> you're like, no, it's mine. <laughs> <laughs> the pleasure is all pleasure mine. Is all mine. <laughs> yeah. So, it is. Also, Manos with Chick fil A. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. Um, I have for the middle of the pyramid um, 
quote unquote what's not actually real but claims it is body positivity here's my beef with it because i'm a thicker person i'm not by i'm not claiming to know anybody's struggle i am privileged enough to shop at any store i want to shop at i'm not saying not saying any of that kind of stuff that i know the struggle of what it's like to not be able to shop at a target i don't however what really cooks my grits is when people on the internet will talk about, especially with women, body positivity, but the the icons that they point to are still in that traditional hourglass shape. So it's okay for women to be fat, but only when they still have a very feminine yaddy, silhouette. Yaddy, 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 so it's, it's like you're yeah. not taking anything new. What you're doing is looking at the traditional body like like what you would want your body to look like you're just making the proportions bigger but we're not talking about apple and pear shaped women we're not and we're not body positive about them hourglass hourglass body positivity only so it's in the middle because people who are all shapes and sizes deserve all kinds of things right duh so it's in the middle because it's hard to to say that someone is advocating incorrectly. Mm-hmm. You know, if there is an hourglass shaped woman who's a plus size woman, she deserves as much advocacy as anybody else. However, I think to say that you know what it's like to go through the struggle of someone who is not an hourglass shape and claim you're about body positivity is stupid. If the reason why you are ascribing to a body positive movement is because you have a big butt or big boobs you don't know the struggle of someone who doesn't have either of those things. Does yeah. that make sense? It does so much. And you're saying it so eloquently. Thank you. I feel so... like I'm saying nothing. No, <laughs> I um, have two thoughts that come to mind and I feel like I could do a whole discussion on this, <laughs> but I'll try to like keep it super brief. Um, the first thing that I'm thinking of is the body neutrality. I don't yes. know if we still, I don't even know. I love that idea okay. of just like, I don't feel anything about my body. My body's the least interesting thing about me. Yeah, My body is what it is. Body positivity, I've heard the criticism and I kind of agree, still puts the body so yes. high yes. on top of the hierarchy. And then it's like, why? No, the whole thing is that we don't, want to care that right. much we want to get past the objectification right. and move into something where we don't have to put mm-hmm. women's bodies at the literal forefront of everything right so that's i'm i'm kind of into that mm-hmm. i haven't seen a lot of information like furthering that discussion actually i kind of just saw mm-hmm. it for a little bit on some of the socials and then i haven't heard so and mm-hmm. i haven't read on it or anything but it sounds kind of good to me yeah. to be body neutral and just put it like my body is fine. Yeah. I feel average regular feelings about my body that are not overwhelmingly positive or cripplingly cripplingly negative. Right. Yeah, I just have a body and it is what it is. But at the same time, that's also hard for me in a mm-hmm. way because I have a lot of trauma personally sure. from the dance world. Right. So that's easier hard. said than done. Yeah, it's yeah. like a big thing in my I'm still overcoming like a lot of issues and just like a lot of like thoughts that still come to my mind about yeah, totally. my body specifically and I'm also like seeing it in a mirror every day so right your whole job not, is about the body yeah yeah it's like not neutral in my <laughs> actual right right because it can't be because it is taking up a lot of space in your brain yeah that makes yeah. sense so 
that is just something so I've also heard the argument of like thin privilege Mm -hmm. being um like thrown around on the socials as well and I I feel like it's such an unpopular opinion but I like don't know how much I agree with the fact that thin privilege exists. This is what I really wanted to talk about because it's it's like if you're in the equal and opposite way you look in a mirror Mm -hmm. like and you're like wow like it's equally as bad and like you're in the dance world you see the not always the opposite end but like Mm -hmm. you do see that like yeah yeah all like breakdown totally yeah and then you become the thin girl breakdown and (laughs) right and and your schedule your college schedule doesn't allow you to eat Mm -hmm. or have time to eat Mm -hmm. just like grab a granola bar and eat at subway right yeah so yeah i just i feel like I i don't know i'm still like thinking through that and i'm like open to further sure, discussion sure, sure, sure. because I'm, body neutrality for yeah body. i have funny. a body and what i, I one of my body. favorite content creators on the internet she's not ooh, oh i really hope i'm not misgendering this person this content creator does not is just like will sit in front of the phone and say things like yeah my body is the least interesting thing about me yeah i have so many other amazing qualities Mm -hmm. and like this creator will like grow out like body hair and just sit in front of the camera and say like this doesn't matter whether or not i look the way that you want me to look literally is the least important least interesting thing about me imagine and also it's its whole Can I, own it's podcast. Just, it's just, coming out, oh gosh. Coming out uh-huh. as, as originally gay male, they put you in all of these categories. Mm-hmm. So you're either like a twink or a bear right. or an otter or like all of these things. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. And you're defined by that. Like, I remember going to the club and being like, oh, you're a twink, whatever. Yada, mm-hmm. yada, yada. So you're put in these categories and that, I feel it's the same for women. There's like the categories oh, yeah. online oh, yeah. and yeah, like yeah, yeah. everyone has these like categories. And then when I stepped into like the non-binary space mm-hmm. and like came out again, I feel like it was like a, it's like a re-coming out, but mm-hmm. like I've been able to kind of move past the body mm-hmm. because I'm not looking for these gender roles or that gender role sure sure you know what i'm saying yes and my partner like but i've been with them for almost five years now and watching their body shift Mm -hmm. and just it's the same person yeah i also have a huge problem with men in general but specifically men me too who you know what i mean (laughs) just like on the whole no um as like one demographic a wholly negative experience but i i i know i'm thinking of one person in particular in my brain who says things like weight on a woman doesn't matter like i don't care but i really have a very strong feeling that this dude only says that so that hot like thin chicks will think that that's hot and sleep with him Mm. he wouldn't actually have sex with a fat girl he's just saying that so that he can be perceived as a as a feminist when in reality he's an opportunistic feminist 
You know what I mean? He only believes in women's rights when it means that he can get some. It drives me nuts. Just, it's just so annoying. The problem with body positivity, it's you're You're elevating so high and using it for you. Also, like the pictures and the swipes. Like, what if we just like took a test based on IQ? Oh, if we're taking a test on IQ, maybe I'm failing. I don't know. No, I know what you mean. There is so much that gets in the way of an honest perception of someone. Because what's going to happen is some straight person's going to fall in love with someone. Not the straights. Happens to be like non-binary, and they're not going to know what to do on the other side. Yeah. Oh my god. I was trapped. I was trapped. Yeah. I was bamboozled and fooled. Yeah. Also, I want to say for the record, um, oh, who said this? I think it was. I think it was probably an episode of Trixie and Katya's YouTube show that they do, where they were talking about straight people versus heterosexual people and how they're not the same. And I hope to high heaven that I am attracted to men. I am a heterosexual identifying person, but I'm not a straight woman. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't have the attitude of a straight woman. I don't know if that makes any sense, but like, the like straight is a cultural term, not an attraction term. I'm attracted to men, but I'm not. I would like. I'm not a straight woman. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I don't even know if that even makes any sense. I might cut all this out, but it doesn't make sense. Get on the magical mystery tour, but I don't know if that's the no. (laughs) The long and short of it is just let people have bodies. Yeah, you know. And if someone wants to feel fine about their body or feel nothing about their body, that's their prerogative because it's their body. And if your True. energy resonates with whoever, who cares? So stupid. Mm-hmm. What do you have for the top of the pyramid? Nothing's good enough. Okay. <laughs> what do we have? This is gonna sound so. It can be cool. surface level stuff. Oh, it is. <laughs> the bad stuff can be really, really deep, and this this top stuff can be surface level. A really cute outfit to wear. <gasps> I love at the yeah i have a i have got found the most the most me outfit i've ever found in my life i love that it's a linen long it's a long linen dress it's like sleeveless what color it's like flowy flow at the bottom but then i went and bought some fishnets that like go like halfway up the leg Mm -hmm. you know what i'm talking about yeah 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 yeah. with like black socks and my docks what color is the dress it's a beige color. Oh, okay. Is, yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. It is nothing. a good dress. Yeah. I love that. There's nothing better really than a good outfit. I've been looking forward to yeah. it. I've never felt like all the pieces have come together mm-hmm. to make me feel wholly me. Yeah. Because it's taken so, like, I've just been stuck in, like, shopping in mm-hmm. the men's section anywhere is mm-hmm. boring and if you walk in it the colors are sad and no one yeah. street men are so aggressive it's like look at what they're wearing look at the material <laughs> <laughs> the physical literal clothing material yeah, yeah. it's yeah. not comfy no it's boxy it's, boxy. it's very boxy yeah sorry it is um i'm thinking oh i just had a realization that today is like at the top of my pyramid like as I'm <gasps> as I'm, oh, sitting I'm gonna cry. Here looking at, <laughs> at Trevor and Amanda, I'm just realizing that today is really the day. Um, because I well, we had a really good rehearsal this morning. Yes. And with our friend Mata. And then we had a really great heels class with our friend Bernadette. 
And now we're here talking about dance. And I just also said, like, since we've been talking about all our traumatic experiences, mm -hmm. like, I did say today, oh, dance is, like, so much fun when you're yes. an adult and when you're older yeah. and when it, you're past yeah. it all. And, and you're not scared to embody and, mm -hmm. like, be boldly, like, your soul just, like, spits out. Yes. Rather than, yeah. like when you're younger and you're scared that you might do the wrong thing and get critiqued by your Yeah, mother. I think yes. art stuff is so much more of a fruitful experience when no one's telling you how to do it. Yes. Yeah. No one's telling you, no, you're doing that wrong. You can't engage with dance this way. You have to engage with it this way or yeah, whatever. It, yeah. class today and she was like, the first rule is that there's no rules and you can literally ignore everything I say. And I was Great. like, I've never felt better. Yeah. And it makes you want to have a good time. Yeah. Yes. You know? And if if listening to everything she says and abiding by the rules makes you have a good time, you should do that. Yes. You know? Opening it, it, everything up to every experience artistically. Yeah. Yeah. I have found that, especially with theater, the older I've gotten and the, the less I pay attention to conventional theater standards and the more I pay attention to what I like to... Uh, view and what i like to participate in and what fills me and what doesn't the more i pay attention to those things the more of a fruitful experience i have just like with theater in general so i think yeah i think that is a, a beautiful intersection between like adulthood picking the things i want to do and the things that make me feel good that i get to do um for the top of the pyramid i have um I, it's not pimple popping videos that's not what this is it's people getting like the like their blackheads like squeezed out of their nose Whoa. i love stuff like that it makes me feel very weirdly productive because then at the end yes yes it makes clean. you feel clean because it's all coming out of the nose or their chin or cheeks or wherever and then when you look at it after they're done and all the blackheads are gone i feel like i've done something even though i've been like drooling over my rectangle for however long just staring at these videos it's I, the productivity program I, it is no it is i have a very weird like i can't take naps if i take naps i hate myself you know it's like a productivity thing yes. and like oh, watching somebody get their blackhead squeezed out of their nose is like the purest most elite experience i can have in 30 seconds How do, you feel, Trev? do you hate them a blackhead no, no the, so, the videos specifically watching the traumatized i'm not really I'm, also, I'm not <gasps> but i know so many my people mother who used to be like it. come here oh I've got to sure lay you down and get your blackheads dang and she would squeeze them and it was just that's a traumatic well the I, for what it's I worth love my mother for doing that but <laughs> for what it's worth the, most of the content i engage with is like at like a dermatologist or uh, at you know what i mean it's not just like you know your next door neighbor squeezing out the pimples on their boyfriend's back it's not that it's like like no, going to see no 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 you no know? no 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 these people have on gloves the on <laughs> on the farm <laughs> no 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 I can I can see it because I could watch a pimple popper episode, but yes. when it's the actual thing, I usually have to turn away. I can't really like see the yeah. the gruesome stuff. Yeah. Gruesome. Oh, are you guys ready to talk about this episode? Oh, are you yeah. ready to get into it? Yeah. Okay, let's do it. Um, the episode we're talking about today is episode five of season one. It's titled "When Stars Collide." Um, which uh, can you even stand it? Uh, it aired originally August 10th of 2011. Um, yeah, I, there's nothing to say about the day. I don't know why I stopped like that. <laughs> as, as if I had something to say about the date it came out. 
um we open we get like this like previously on dance moms we are reminded of this very embarrassing moment that miss girl miss thing was christy had where she was screaming at melissa the children were crying not a very good time and then this episode now opens on kelly nope christy meeting abby lee miller at a place called the donut connection she is in the donut shop the donut connection what a stupid name for a donut shop yes she says i did something stupid i want to get it you know get it all out with abby which is a very and she's meeting on neutral ground so no one has the the you know upper hand which is very mature um and so she's yeah so she's called her here to kind of extend the olive branch as it were so so yeah abby says she wanted to see me and she sits down and she whips out this contract and like i guess christy signs it she doesn't ever say but i guess she does I, I, I appreciate this as a studio owner. You appreciate Abby or Christy? I do, because Christy, you know, mm-hmm. she was like, you just can't keep running people out of your studio. But actually, she can. It is a business. It is. A, she can. Mm-hmm. So, and I think that if, like, her energy is not resonating and it's, like, just not right, I think that Abby should leave people out. Sure. Because I think sometimes leaving a really toxic person in a room full of like beautiful fruits, like leaving mm-hmm. one bad lemon with yeah. all the other lemons, they're all gonna mold. Totally. If you get it out earlier, it's gonna yeah. be easier. And totally. I, just, I don't know. I just thought that like her being like, you should people please is not right. That's the that's issue not the move. That is just consistent. Yeah, I think Christy does say she says th- something to the effect of like. I'm not upset. Like I stand by what I felt. I stand by the feelings I had that I ha- that have been building up over how many years. But I uh, I am apologizing for the way I handled those right. feelings, which is an int- it's a good distinction to make as a healthy adult. I'm not sorry for what I felt. I'm sorry for how I communicated how I felt. Um, Abby calls her white trash. Oh, yeah. she as she's walking out the door, she's like yeah. white trash. I was like, oh okay, Miss Carol. And then we we end this little scene. Of, with Christy deciding whether or not to sign. I guess she signs the contract because this is at the beginning of the episode and this never, we never hear about this ever again. So she must have signed it or Abby was like, I could make you sign this, but I won't, you know, something like that. Uh, But then Christy says, do I sell my soul for a crown? So she's like, what do I do? Do I stay or do I leave? And she stays. She stays, at least for this episode, she stays. Yeah. Um, Must be a big crown. Yeah, must be um so we're now we're at the studio we're talking about last week everyone could have done better duh of course everyone can always do better according to abby unless you're maddie um and then we hear that the aldc showcase is this week so not a competition just showing other people what we've got um they're going to showcase all of the numbers that abby wants to showcase so all the group numbers from all the different groups you know, it's just it's just a lot. It's a showcase, right? You're demonstrating what your company is capable of. So there's a lot to be done. Um, the pyramid is not that important right now. In this first season, we really just don't get a whole lot of talk about the pyramid because it's just not a it's not a focal point yet. Um, but for what it's worth, Maddie's at the top, duh. Brooke and then Nia in the middle because they had solos that were fine, and then Chloe, Paige, Vivian, McKenzie are at the bottom. And Christy's like, yeah, I know Chloe's at the bottom because I yelled at Abby. And of course, she's going to punish my child for my behavior, which is really unfortunate. Mm -hmm. I will say that 
the when Abby, I think it was Abby that was talking about the point of the showcase, and mm-hmm. I just thought she made a really good point. What she and said? She said, um, "This is where all of the family can come and see what their girls have been doing. People who so people who don't yeah. get it, yes, yeah, who don't know what's what they're doing in the studio and see like what they're working on." And I actually thought that was a really good point. I was like, "Yes, like all these that kids is... that are like, why are you always not at you know not hanging out with us? And like, well, you come to the showcase yeah. and you can see why I'm always here." Yes, yeah. And I wish that would have been like prioritized more. I guess when I was young rather than like the competition mm-hmm. always being mm-hmm. the, the it's an annual showcase so they do it every do it every year mm-hmm. and i i also said that the pyramid is a cryptic bloody way to instill fear and anxiety every week it's true it's just yep. like every, every week. single week unless you're maddie because you're always at the top yeah <laughs> unless you're maddie yeah and like everyone is bringing something to the table mm-hmm. so for you to sit there and be like this and that it's hard. Sad to watch. Yeah. Oh, it's hard for Maddie too because yeah. she it's hard gets, for her to be at the top. Yeah, because mm-hmm. the it's kids the like top. tear her down. Sometimes. Yeah. Or just get mad. Or the at other her. moms too. You yeah. know, like the other moms say things like, Well, Maddie shouldn't be at the top in front of her. Mm-hmm. So she's not only making <laughs> making enemies with people her own age, she's you know, also got these moms talking trash about her too, yeah. which I'm sure is a very difficult thing to process as a young child. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Oh yeah. On so we're talking about this showcase and Abby tells the children and the moms that there's going to be a Broadway talent agent coming to like audition the children <laughs> and also to the showcase. So that is revealed. And then also that the moms are going to be performing like a mom number at the showcase. And Kathy is going to be the choreographer. And if, if she doesn't act for the gods, she miss America style one hand over her mouth and she goes, Oh, <gasps> And she gets, girl, it is not that surprising. You talk about how you own a dance studio all the time. You won't shut up about it. Of course, you're the choreographer. Don't act brand new. She's like, I was selected, Kathy. Take a seat. It was mm-hmm. obvious you'd be the choreographer. So stupid. So <laughs> Kathy, she drives me nuts. Kathy is going to be the choreographer for the moms. They're going to do a cute little mom mm-hmm. thing um at the at the showcase so then we break up we also this is your weekly reminder of sorry about my cat she wears a bell and she's too cute for me to take it off of her um we're now at the rehearsals for this like group number which i have questions Mm -hmm. if this is a showcase why are we learning something new i thought we were showcasing what we already knew right and making a decision on what we're taking the nationals but we're also i have questions i have questions called sugar daddies (laughs) sugar daddies lots of questions um abby hates the fact that there are props in the number and my question is <sighs> don't have them part with them she she's like i hate them I... but why aren't they ready what if I you hate them take them out so many times uh-huh <laughs> where they hate everything about the dance but instead of letting it rest they just keep they suffer for forward. the art they suffer for the art oh yeah so yeah. stupid i and i also do think if the because they're lollipop props and if the girls didn't have them there wouldn't be this double entendre of the phrase sugar daddy because sugar daddy is a lollipop it is like a candy yeah so it's like, oh, it's there because we're being cute and cheeky and LOL, isn't it so funny? Yeah. So if they didn't have them, it would be what it is, which is exploitation of children. Yes. 
So the moms are up in the observatory room watching this rehearsal. Yeah. Christy can like feel that there's like an awkward spirit because none of the moms have since talked about Christy's um, outburst at the last competition. Kathy and her talking head says that Melissa was the victim and she thinks that Christy is just jealous of Maddie, which is in my opinion, claiming that a grown adult woman is jealous of an eight year old child is a very hefty claim to make. Um, I understand you might say something like Christy is jealous of Melissa, the other adult, but saying that she's jealous of a child is just a very strange opinion to hear. I don't know. Maybe that's just me. She wishes she were Maddie. No, she doesn't. Probably. Yeah, probably. I, I mean, I don't know. That's a weird opinion to, gets to vocalize. To big, I feel like, I feel like that happens a lot throughout the show. Mm-hmm. Um, and it does like get to the issue of like living vicariously through your child and see, I think, I think Melissa, yeah, I think Melissa is jealous of Maddie. Yes. (laughs) Yes. They will actually kill you. Yeah. I've seen this in my studio. Like women who did like, didn't get the thing when they were younger and Mm. then they step into like their child's child's role role. and then they're asking you like what can my child do to be better your child was great today yeah let them go home and like have a lollipop i don't let them be a child yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) christy then apologizes to all the moms you know i i'm sorry that i did this kelly in her talking head said that she's neutral she says i can see where everybody's coming from of course she does she says that all the time melissa also apologizes but she does that as a means of deflection. I'm I'm sorry too, and honestly, I don't want to talk about it. Is what she says, and that you're not actually apologizing. That's the same thing as saying I'm sorry you felt that way. I'm sorry, and I don't want to talk about it. It's the same thing as I'm sorry you felt that way because there's nothing to talk about at Some that point. Major like masculine energy, Capricorn like backwards. No, no, no. Her kind of her chart is to be. <laughs> Sorry you felt that I've way. I've been there before, you know, because it's yeah. like, it's like, well, I'm not going to accept that I did anything wrong. But right. Then, like, you're really the person here that has the most going on inside. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's always funny that the messiest people don't want to talk about their mess. Yeah. Like, you're causing all these problems, Melissa. You know, like, usually the things that are, she either pokes Christy and like wakes the bear or she is just a messy person you know what i mean so like she's not scared to be christy though no christy and kelly herself i for all their faults i love them because they are who they are unapologetically yeah well uh, except for right now because she's christy's literally apologizing but so yeah so we get this nice thing and then melissa just is like i'm sorry i don't want to talk about it Mm -hmm. Uh, okay great guess the conversation's over because melissa is deflecting um, now we're four days out from the competition. Kathy is choreographing, which always looks like choreographing when I write it out. <laughs> <laughs> She's choreographing this mom number. She says she wants to give them simple choreography that will still make them look good. Um, Kathy, and so then the mom show up. Kathy is giving them the counts and she's going very quickly. Did you see this? Yes. Yeah. I was like, she's like clicking she's like, through. And Lindy, Lindy, pop it up. Yeah. And, and, and the moms are just like, what is it? She's saying, she's speaking another language. Literally. Literally. Yeah. And right. they did not understand. They looked very, very stressed. And uh, Christy Ooh. is also late. 
So while Kathy is like tearing through these counts, Christy is also late. She, she just like scurries in. For a reason so that she could get ahead before Christy walked in to be like, where you been, girl? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Kathy is so uh, offended to her core that Christy is late. And she says, honestly, it just seems like there's always something dramatic with that woman. And I wanted to say, oh, so we're looking in mirrors. That's what we're doing. Because last time I checked, Kathy, girl, you are the messiest mom in this joint. Oh, we're talking about drama. Did we talk about how Kathy this whole time in her talking heads had sparkles in her hair? I talked about that in a previous episode because they're not new. But yes, Miss Tinsel Extension is like, I can't deal with the drama. Oh my God. That's a lot of confidence for someone with tinsel hair. Yeah. Just a lot. No, (laughs) no. If that's what makes you happy, I love that for you, love. Can you see it? I kind of could with this blonde. Yeah, blonde right now, everybody. (laughs) Anyway, um, so now that the moms are downstairs in Studio A working now the kids are upstairs and Paige says my mom told me that she used to be a good dancer but things have changed (laughs) they're like giggling about how silly it is that their moms are dancing and I think it is so sweet it is I love when the kids kids. can just be kids kids? yeah what a novel idea yeah um Christy's kind of having a hard time she's going through you know, looking in a mirror, not very fun. Doesn't really want the attention on her. She's feeling kind of, she also doesn't like Kathy. So like going through those negative self feelings and then being barked at by Kathy, who she already doesn't like is not helping. Yeah. Yeah. I think, well, Christy, Abby blames Christy's drinking on her outburst from last week. She like picks up this wine bottle that just, appears out of nowhere and is like stop drinking (laughs) and christy's like uh okay it's a very weird that was last week it's a very strange moment to just like start to like okay guess we're talking about that now anyway it's very strange so but christy is having a really hard time with this um kathy works on the uh the beginning of the number i guess and she's making all the moms do this like shoulder movement across the floor <laughs> by themselves and all the other moms are like giggling and like having a good time and like oh my gosh this is so embarrassing like blah, blah, blah. christy's really <laughs> struggling she's like please don't make me do this i will eat my right foot if it means i don't have to do this um but she just like honestly i think it's kind of selfish that you're embarrassed it's like all of the bad woman-to-woman conversation that could ever be had about anything ever it's very stressful to listen to i did not like it like i I hated it i really didn't like it um but then holly goes first she has rhythm she is the queen we love we adore dr holly dr holly also uh kathy was just going on and on about holly's performance in a semi-racist type of way so that is very it was very interesting she said that so it is you know i think we've talked about this before but holly is a black woman and she says uh kathy says that holly in college took an african dance class which in my experience, one class doesn't change the right. trajectory of someone's right. skill level, but no. and then she makes these racially motivated comments about how Holly just has more rhythm than the other moms. And she's just like, really got it going on, which both of those things are true. Yeah, I don't know. I it's just, just the say, delivery. Like, does have it going 
she does it's just maybe coming from kathy that i am not a fan yeah that's what it is it's just as kathy (laughs) um the catheter is what i'm (laughs) she is she's about as fun as a catheter um christy really really doesn't want to do this move by herself she really i mean she keeps talking about it and then that's it it cuts away after christy's talking about how much she doesn't want to do this move by herself um so then we see this casting director his (gasps) name is caesar which is such an interesting name um and he claims that he's looking for kids for this new revival of annie where where also he says on broadway but did that ever happen that was my curiosity in 2013 because this was in 2011 did that ever happen i don't recall i don't think it did i don't think annie's been revived in a long time so i I, just that questions yeah just i just have questions (laughs) just have questions um, but that doesn't really that doesn't really matter. It was just like, oh, that's what we're sticking with. Okay, that's interesting. Um, it almost felt like the producer was like, hey, before you go in there, um, say that you're casting kids for I don't know, like Annie or something. I showed up with a bunch of kids. You know, they're just like making something up. Yeah. Um, Chloe says she wants to be on Broadway, and I said I love Chloe and I want to be her. She is so small and just so sweet. And every time she, we see her and she has makeup on, I feel like it's makeup she's done herself. Yeah. you know what i mean like her she eyelashes are kind of like they're kind of droopy and like her yeah. lip color isn't very even it doesn't really match but like she looks like she has done it herself she's just very sweet and christy is psyched because she thinks that this audition where you're by yourself will allow chloe to shine without maddie being there so she's really excited about it the kids and then we see like the kids getting headshots done in context of dance so they're in costumes they're doing movements and they're being photographed as they're doing these movements did you have any thoughts about the photos that we saw in terms of like what is a good dance photo and what's not or what's a good headshot you know, i just say they were fine the i way know they were. honestly chloe hit a pretty nice arabesque and then that's when it cut to abby saying Ugh, delete it and I was like, actually, that was yeah. really nice. Yeah. yeah, that was my only thought. Because yeah. everything else, I couldn't even see what was going on. They were just like, flash. Yeah, oh. it was really quick. Yeah. And yeah. she was just, Abby needed a cool down. She was stressed, too. She had, Yeah, she was so stressed her, this whole time. She was taking her stress out on the kids. Yep. Mm-hmm. Which I, and you can see that she's really just trying to help them. But, like she's not doing a good job yeah (laughs) yeah i don't know if she realizes like how much she was taking out on them Mm -hmm. of her own like insecurities and yeah so that was was a lot that was a lot that she needs extra help from god's green earth yes the devil's lettuce yeah yes (laughs) (laughs) um it's probably would help a lot of these people um yeah, so then I have this note about like how are, how is this a showcase if we're rehearsing a new number? Aren't we showcasing what we already know? But whatever. Um, one of the students says I can't I couldn't tell who it was because they're not mic'd. They're just in the context of the group rehearsal. Says that the prop is too heavy, and this is when the comment happens of, "If you had said that, if you would have been fired on the spot." Yeah. Which, in my very limited experience of working in in theater, that is not the case. 
if the actor thinks something's too heavy props is gonna work at it and make it different i are you kidding me dance is different i would say oh sure sure. i've been forced to wear costumes that don't fit to have props that don't work but to your point Mm. that is true in the professional world i don't i don't think they will like cut you or take or take you out of your job but in the dance studio in the in the learning phase i have definitely been told that if you You say that about the prop you will be chopped in the sure but you never do yeah then you get to the real world and you're like that's not they're like like, oh let me fix it yeah exactly that is is a comment from someone who's never worked professionally but thinks that they can guesstimate what it's like to work professionally. Well, obviously working professionally is harder than a dance studio. So obviously they're going to fire you. No, that's not the case. That is absolutely not the case. If anything, the the props person would get in trouble for making something too heavy. That's overbuilt. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. They'd be like, Hey, props in the rehearsal notes. You need to fix these by tomorrow. Stay up all night and fix this. It would be a technician issue, not a performer issue. Yeah. So that comment is just way off base. Um, and then we have that moment where Brooke and Paige kind of bump into each other and the stick of the lollipop kind of jams Brooke's nose and she just says it kind of burns and stinks and she's really feeling kind of bad. And Kelly, her mom comes in and is like, what's wrong? And then she says, well, is it bleeding? And she's like, no. And she's like, well, stop crying and run your dance again. And then that's when we hear Brooke say, well, you get hurt all the time in dancing. You just have to keep going. And she's like 13. And she, it's, ugh. That's not true. Woof. I say that that is the worst thing that I was told is that you have to keep going mm-hmm. because that's how you ruin your body. Mm-hmm. And that was like, that's a red flag. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How do you yeah. feel about that? I agree. And whatever, Period. you said something about like, Saying no mom. is the most important lesson that you can learn at that age. Mm. I think. Yeah. Oh my God, we're gonna get to that because there was a very <laughs> problematic comment later yeah. in yeah. the episode. But yeah, just we're gonna hold to on to that. And- yeah. yeah. Um, Chris. So then we cut to commercial. We come back. Christy and Kelly have been tasked by quote unquote Abby, aka probably a producer, to just pass out flyers in the town square for this dumb random recital. <laughs> Because, of course, that is what these two moms would be doing in the middle of an afternoon. It's so weird. They're just like, come to see our daughters dance. Like, that's that's all they're saying is, like, come look at my child. That's Very what weird. I gathered from that. And I don't Ugh. think it was appropriate. <laughs> no. For, um, like, a competition situation. It's not even a show that they're selling tickets to. They're right. selling tickets to just, like, three-minute little ditties. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird. It is a very weird task um and then and then christy makes the gay comment which is so fun she says we're in shady whatever their town is with with people in sequence (gasps) and dancing where are all the gay men the gay men comment as if (laughs) shouldn't participate or want to be a part of dance blatant homophobia canceled dance moms 2022 wow it was such it is such a comment that would be a thousand percent hilarious in 2011, but now like 11, 12, 
13, 15 years down the road, we will always Let's know. You cannot say time. stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. No. And then they start walking down the sidewalk and just profiling people. Like, yeah. just searching out for like a man in a tank top and being like, yes, that's the one. <laughs> yeah. And you're it's like, so what? predatory. And then he was like, this is my job. This is what I do. Yeah. And so they like, ah! Yeah, so they like see laughing. this guy. So they go to get a, they stop and get drinks first. Then they dump their alcohol into cups that say mommy juice. Mommy and juice, I so. hate the fact that I'm a woman. It makes me very upset that I mm-hmm. fall into categories with these women. Um Yeah, I have they dump their drinks into cups that say mommy juice and I wish I were dead. Yeah. Um and then they have this really weird interaction with this dude in a tank top on the street because they're giving out flyers, they see tank top boy and he says something like well actually i'm a dancer and one of them says something like what are you in or what show are you in and what he says something like naked guy singing is like the title of the show christy i mean she has had a front row ticket to the world's funniest comedian she thinks that is the funniest thing she's ever heard in her life and man's career yes and the guy was like oh yeah it's really funny ladies and then they're like oh my gosh sorry it's so embarrassing and they're like giggling at him and he and his like friends like don't know how to respond to these giggling at women yeah. yeah violently it was such a weird interaction it's uh, it made me really uncomfortable again something that would have been very funny and like edgy in 2011 but and shouldn't have been um yeah. and looking back at it now like come on so now we're back to the studio they're doing the group uh, writing the group number chloe has to do push-ups because gianna told her to put up her hair like five times and she didn't now y'all had thoughts about this before we start started recording tell me your thoughts okay or no, maybe we did hear them already but i want to hear yeah. them again just go hannah you do it this time i was just like did she forget the hair tie or Her what? Hair I, too I good could, yeah. I thought maybe she wanted to have it down and she was making like yeah, a, statement. a statement. But I just, I know the feeling of like if you don't have a hair tie or if your hair tie breaks. And oh, well, it's it was like the thing where they said it was at the front. She yeah, said, so she, she's like, there's yes. hair ties at the front. I don't know why you. Yeah, so Chloe you know, goes into like the into the den, like the dressing room, yeah. and she's crying, and she's looking, she's like rummaging through her bag, and then we see Abby come in, and she kind of like tosses a hair tie at her, and she goes, "Next time you need to ask. If you don't have one, they've got rubber bands at the front desk," and walks away. So I think she just didn't have one and didn't know what to, what to do. do. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Misinterpretations. But yeah, also, I think, yeah, Trevor was saying that it is sometimes like, obviously, if the, if you know the hair ties are sitting there at the front desk, yeah. then just, the just go tie. and get the hair tie. But she could have been doing it in an act of defiance, mm-hmm. which then we is very know, annoying. We don't know the kids stories in this show. Right. Sure. And, and also and what it's about. Also, the, the hair tie thing is a safety thing. You have to have your hair up, girl. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's no like. It doesn't matter what the motivation of having it down is when you're in a studio. I mean, we saw this in the first episode with Minister Dawn and her daughter who didn't have she came to um, she came to the dance class in socks Hmm. and her her whoever it wasn't Abby. It was somebody else was like, you have to take your socks off to do this. And she was like, I don't want to. I want to keep my socks on. And she was like, I understand that, but you're going to slip and fall. You have to take your socks off to do this. It was a really big deal. And I feel like 
hair is probably the same way. If we're going to be yes, doing all these turns and leaps, they were doing turns. you got to yeah. put your hair up, girl. Yeah. You're going to, it's a safety problem. You're going to bump into somebody. Mm-hmm. True. So it could go both ways, really. It was just, but then she makes her do push ups. Yeah. Which I don't, uh, I think there's worse things you can make a kid do than push ups. True. I don't yeah. know. I don't know. It's weird to watch her punish a child in that way. But I also think Abby's made mountains out of smaller molehills. <laughs> you know what I mean? So at least it's that and not something yeah. soul crushing. And I mean, if you think like football, like you played football, you played American <gasps> red skins. Little. Oh, yikes. You. Oh, literally. <laughs> Center lineman. I love that for you. Yeah. I got to feel the ball between my knees. Very nice. Very yes. nice. Um, oh, Abby also says, if you needed something, you should have said something. And I have, why would she do that? Look at the scene you're making about her not saying something. Why would she want to openly say, I don't have a, I'm unprepared. Mm-hmm. She probably saw Minister Dawn and her daughter get you know lit up like a christmas tree because she wouldn't take her socks off why would she ever feel like it's appropriate to say she needs something from you yes. what cue have you given her that this is a safe space right. to voice her needs exactly yes okay yes, yes. questions because like questions the kid came in and they're like mr Trevor, i don't have a hair tie it's like okay i got some right over here yeah done it's just not a thing yeah just help them out just speak up when you need something um i think ask I don't think, be scared to ask. Right. I think her not asking is a survival tactic because if she thinks oh. if she asks for something, you're going to rip her to pieces. Yeah. So why would why would she feel like she's empowered enough to ask for what she needs? She's not because you're going to rip her to pieces like what's currently happening right now. Right. I re- this does yeah. bring up when I was in college, um, they would require us to not have holes in our shoes. And Hannah and I were like always on the grind. Like we worked for like Mm -hmm. our rent and our food and everything. Mm -hmm. So we would like, I like made a statement one day. I was like, I can't afford shoes right now. Mm -hmm. And they were like, well, you can't take class unless you have shoes. It was literally like, like, oh, so we're doing rich people stuff. Got it. We're doing privilege. (laughs) We're doing privilege. It's giving very much privilege. Yes. Mm -hmm. The college. Yikes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So... Then Abby, so Abby like tosses a hair tie at Chloe, leaves the dressing room and she goes, I don't have time to be nice and sweet this week. And I said, girl, when do you have time? Because that would imply that there is time for you to be nice and or sweet. And that is not what I'm saying. And then I also have, it's Chloe twirling through the tears for me because she starts doing turns and you can see the tears rolling down her face. I felt so bad. Oh, I felt so bad for her. So we cut to commercial. We come back. It's the day before the showcase, not the competition, the showcase. We're back to seeing the moms rehearse. Kathy is wearing the most 2011 outfit. She's got brown uh, mid ca- mid calf yes. gauchos with that weird brown yeah. crop top hood thingy. I thought it was like nude. Uh, yes, yeah, so the right? pink. And yes, yes. Oh wait, no. Worse. Yeah, it's ah! it's like a brown. They're brown gauchos, and then it's a brown crop top that goes just underneath her boobs and then it's like pink all down her stomach and it looks like it's just her skin and you're like okay work until you know she doesn't have a belly button and it's actually just a shirt it's it's the most and it has a hood it's the most 2011 thing ever um they're getting ready to rehearse and holly's not there um and they call holly my girl where are you and she says yeah i'm not going to be there because your girl's graduating this weekend so can't make it and it cuts to Holly's talking head and she says, Kathy may not like it that I'm not going to be there, but she's not the one graduating with her doctorate. Mm-hmm. 
It's a period. Yeah, it is. Uh, and then Kathy says that something to the effect of that, you know, Holly's lack of commitment to this showcase is reflected in the way that Nia dances. Okay, Kathy. Then what Vivi, Vivi has yet to compete with the solo uh, ever because you messed it up the other time she's done it. So what's that reflective of, girl? I have questions. Mm-hmm. Um. So the casting agent is like, he must be just right down the road because Abby is walking out causing a tirade about how everything is gross and there's trash and it needs to be swept and just leave me alone for five minutes. Um, and she's like, I have this beautiful facility. And I was like, oh, that's not what I'm looking at, but okay. Um, and then the casting agent rolls up. So it all, it feels like it's the last like 10 seconds before he, like, it feels like she's, she sees him walking down the driveway and it's like, ah, oh, it's a mess. You know, it's a very weird moment so but he is oh pure panic yeah uh so he walks in and then Paige says that he's interesting looking because he has like a funky you know hairdo like mohawk (laughs) yes it has he's a mohawk that goes straight up um and the girls are you know little girl excited and they're just giddy about auditioning for somebody it was really sweet to see um Except that Abby is freaking out about literally everything and is ruining everything for everyone. No one's having a good time on Abby Lee Miller's watch. Um, yeah. Do you have any thoughts about the way Abby's behaving before the girls start to audition? This is where I meant to bring in the devil's lettuce specifically. Mm, I think it kind of mm-hmm. some of her struggles. Yeah. Just not even that though. Like it doesn't have to be that. Just like she just needs like a little just chill out. Chill, like a breath work, maybe like a yoga class or something. Something. I don't know. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Diet Coke. <laughs> yeah, literally. <laughs> just like take a sip, take a moment. Yeah. Yeah. I just feel like the everyone knew that she was taking her nerves out mm-hmm. on them. Mm-hmm. And that's just a place you don't want to be yeah kelly describes her as going on a rampage (laughs) which is a really apt description yeah um chloe gets a little teary-eyed before she goes in you know we get a lot of this of these moms saying don't cry because heaven forbid our girls cry right girls can't cry don't cry so annoying um all of them audition in different capacities nia misses her mom um abby's watching all of them and she's like i hate this this is bad i'm disappointed melissa's freaking out because mckenzie doesn't want to sing in front of this casting director and so she's afraid that abby's gonna freak out because mckenzie is doesn't want to sing in front of this casting director Mm -hmm. so it's just it's just a mess caesar asks her if she can sing she says no and i felt like yeah the wind leave my sails like (sighs) You're gonna you're gonna get it from one of these women in your life. It's not gonna be good. Mm. It was really sad. And Abby Lee Miller says to her, <laughs> "Yeah, here it is. If he asks you anything, anything, you say yes." And that is how we have gotten to where we are now. Close <laughs> notebook. Because put her away. When get her away from children and your director says you have to do something you don't want to do mm-hmm. to get the role that you need to get mm-hmm. and all of these like women your whole life have said you have to say yes do you do it do you take the job mm-hmm. that's i mean that's where we're at today and that's yeah. on harvey yeah it is it is Ugh, gross mm. yeah not really really not good stuff no um that's the most to- like the most toxic 
thing I think of the whole episode yeah right there. whatever because... they want you to do say yes because you're lucky you're even in the room mm-hmm. yeah <gasps> oh my god it's giving me the most <laughs> chills it really is it's awful yeah so but I I think in Caesar's defense he does ask Abby to leave because oh, Mackenzie yeah. says yeah. no I don't say no, she goes no hard feelings oh. to Caesar yeah Abby's like to Abby um, in that moment Mackenzie, didn't we just have a conversation about doing whatever he says and caesar goes yeah hey abby thanks for bringing them in can you actually can you wait outside because you're stressing them out stressing them out yeah Mm -hmm. so shouts out to him for at least attempting to break the cycle in that moment Mm -hmm. because he's like yeah this is you need to leave this is not helpful um and then melissa's like well Mackenzie, if you're not going to sing in front of him then i'm not paying for dance lessons anymore and so it's like oh so you're not going to pay for lessons because it's not beneficial to you Got it. We're not going to pay for dance lessons or singing lessons because our child enjoys them. We're only paying for them so that they can get auditions and get booked and blessed. Mm -hmm. Got it. Yeah. Not the flex you think it is, Melissa. (laughs) It's just not. (laughs) It's uh, it's just not. Um, Caesar leaves. Have a good night. Good night. Abby is pissed. She turns around and it's like, this was a disappointment. But he's coming to the showcase. So maybe not all is lost. Um, yeah, so then we cut to Melissa and Kathy shopping for jewelry for the mom's dance number, which I said, since when do dancers wear jewelry when they're dancing? Isn't that not a thing? That is not a thing. It's not a thing. I, again, <laughs> I have questions. That was weird <laughs> what? to me, too. I was like, what? We're going to shop for bracelets for our dance. Yeah. You're what? Which then getting ready for Broadway. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> costume jewelry and then they in this boutique they they go in and i wrote holy god this is ugly it's everything in there is so tacky it's just and kathy says i don't think melissa is at my level of style (gasps) i'm like i hope not dang and then she says well you know these costumes are really nice because it's gonna mask um hopefully they'll mask christy's big old butt and i said oh is oh 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 this is the time when having a big butt is an insult because in my brain, I thought, okay, yeah, you better gas her up, Kathy. And then I thought, oh wait, she meant that as a bad thing. (laughs) And then the store lady says, what does the store lady say? Oh, she's not here to defend herself. Defend herself herself against what? Having a fat booty. What are you talking about? Yeah. It's such a weird comment. And I also, I have that like in in Kathy and Melissa's respective gender expression, I believe that Kathy is being honest. I think this is the most authentic version of Kathy. I think Melissa's a liar. Melissa looks very uncomfortable the whole time of like, Oh, my friend is so funny. Yeah. You know, we're just shopping for this thing, you know, whatever. And I, I believe that this is how Kathy really is. I don't believe this is how Melissa is. That is so true. I noticed you know? it the credit card laugh. Yeah. Yeah. That was weirdly fake. It was, it was like sociopath laugh. Yeah. Like, not real. Yeah. That was weird. Very strange. So then we leave this boutique where we've been shopping for jewelry for our dance and we go to the dress rehearsal. It's an all day rehearsal. And Abby is sitting in the booth calling the show and i'm having full body cold sweats watching this happen yeah. and thinking about all the times i've called the show for an all-day rehearsal and being like like stressing out looking at her all doing this parts. like oh oh i don't miss it at all it was 
I just wrote, God, I hate this footage. Like, it really yeah. did something to me. Everyone I did not like in it. in this room right now, it just tightened. <laughs> like, yeah. Trevor's punching his leg. Yeah. <laughs> and, and Amanda and scooted sugar, her legs. It was the sugar daddy props that she was running the show, <laughs> doing everything, sitting in the booth, doing everything, and they still yeah. wanted her to fix the props. Oh, while yeah. doing everything. Well, Miss Girl's busy. I'm, I'm yeah. I've been there. I don't understand. Can you just not make this work without me? Am yeah. I the only person? person who's capable of this yeah relatable it's it's hard being a competent adult because you find out that you're in the minority (laughs) and everybody wants you to overcompensate for them um kathy snitches on holly and says that she's not coming she's like kathy's not or holly's not going to be here and abby goes listen kathy i know you're upset but she has she's graduating okay she's like well honestly i am i'm very upset I have okay, to and- repaginate. <laughs> what does that word mean? Can you can I, you explain that to I've me? I've had to repaginate a lot. That sounds like a of medical things. procedure. I've, I've never heard it you said know? until today, but I only understand it because of all the repaginations I've had to do in the past. I guess it means reset. I've, yeah. I've never heard paginate in that context i'm only using so it I'm, in that context from never yeah. heard that word before so I, but i guess it means she had to like reset her like uh formations and stuff oh but who knows i think she was just saying that to flex on abby and be like remember i'm your colleague remember i'm a i'm a dance teacher too like okay girl we get it um but then she asks abby to fill in for holly and she says and abby claims she can't because of insurance weird one um, that's a weird excuse you or is yeah, it real? You get event, event insurance. You have a certain amount of performers that you have to write down on your insurance for oh, each venue that you go to. Oh, I'm dumb. So I really don't think that she was like, I think she was like being like smart and edgy. She could have done it. <laughs> but have we ever seen Abby Lee Miller dance? And that is the tea questions lots of questions lots of questions lots of questions um melissa says maybe the in her talking head she says maybe the casting director will see me dance and cast me and maddie in something she's delusional yeah she's delusional girl you are not the type of woman that they are looking to play a mom on broadway sorry sorry to burst your bubble you are not it um and then we see the sugar daddy's rehearsal which is a phrase i never want to say ever again um and they Who have the. It? What'd you say? Who allowed it? Huh? The sugar daddy dance. Huh? Great Who question. allowed it? Great question. Don't know the answer. Um, but Kathy sees that the props aren't finished and she's like, at the Candy Apple Stance Center, we would never go to a, a, a dress rehearsal with an unfinished prop. Okay. She says that constantly. She says that all the time, but then refuses to educate her child at her own studio. So which way is it, girl? Is it. Mm-hmm it's a great studio and you want to educate your child there or is it subpar and you want to be here? You can't have it both ways. In my opinion. I don't know. We were just talking about having your cake and eating it too. at the mm-hmm. class we were at earlier and the teacher was like, I think you can have your cake and eat it too. Dang. And that's <laughs> what I want. <laughs> when I want to do both. Uh, it's the day of the show, y'all. Here we go. Day of the showcase. Caesar is here. The girls are stressed. Also, Abby Lee Miller is the MC for this event, which Aww, I mean, MC. we love. Um, 
Also, it's insane how many students are at her studio and how few we see through the course of the show. You know what I mean? She has so many kids that take lessons there and we only see the like six that are on this small like tweens competition team. There were like some adult people on that stage that we've never seen before. So it's just, it always surprises me how many people are in attendance to her studio every week and we just don't ever see them. Um, Christy, so then we see the moms like, you know, getting ready to do their mom thing on the stage. Christy says that she takes a step on stage. She is blinded by the lights and she is in the middle of her literal worst nightmares. <laughs> I have nightmares about this kind of thing. And they they start going. They start going. And then and Kathy, she, and you know. And Christy did okay. She I mean, they're really moms, you know. Yeah. They're being, they're momming. I don't she know. She's really trying. I mean, yeah. Their juices are mommy. Oh my gosh, yeah. mommy juice. Um, so they go. And then uh, Kathy keeps going. She pops off and she just starts improv <laughs> Does her own thing. I should put her on Broadway. <laughs> Honestly, y'all cannot even deny. She her said, hands were fine. Oh, her little shimmy cracks me up. She says, the other mom should have seen it coming. And if they didn't think that I was going to add my own, like, you know, jazz into things, then they got caught with their pants down and that's on them. And that's on them. Dang. She said, they should have expected me to be a loose cannon. <laughs> they should have. Crazy. They knew. Um, so while she's improving, all the other moms take this as a time to like peace out. Like, all right, if this is the Kathy show, goodbye and so they scurry off stage and then these two like adult students i no idea they just show up one of them does this little half-hearted spin and then they like extend a hand to her and she like jumps and she has one knee bent and one foot pointed and she like gets a little like carried off stage i was obsessed (laughs) (laughs) it was a moment it was it was really something special So we get done with this and, you know, Christy and Kelly are like, what was the point? And Melissa goes, honestly, Kathy, I'm really proud of you. (laughs) Okay. Okay, girl. That's a lot. So anyway, so that's all done. I think the moms are relieved that it's just over. They don't really care. Um, But now it's time for the sugar daddy's number. And there are five kids and four pops, four props. How did we get here? Props. How did we get all the way through the rehearsal process? We all videoed the days. Let's stop and look inward. How did we get here? <laughs> there are four pops and five tops. Great question. Wow. So um, Melissa makes the executive decision that Maddie, since she's in the middle, shouldn't have one. Christy thinks that this is on purpose because of course Maddie's not going to get one. And of course your eyes are going to be drawn to Maddie because she's the only one that's different. But also, what's <laughs> would hate to be her. But also, what is the, what's the alternative, Christy? Who else should not get one? I, that's what I was like. You if know, anyone else did not have one, I would be so yeah mad. Uh, just the whole it makes sense. Not because it's Maddie. It would make sense because she's in the middle. Yes. If it was Chloe, it would have made sense too. If yeah. she were in the middle, it doesn't matter. Do you, you know, for the show. Or do you think oh, I think I think there was a PA back there that just like snapped it in half and threw it in the dumpster. I think this was a thousand percent a produced drama oh, moment yeah. because they have done that before where the only explanation is like outside of the realm of Abby Lee Miller's world. You know what I mean? The yeah. producer gods are the only people who made that happen, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. So Melissa 
What was that? I don't know what that note is. I'm just going to skip over that. So then we see the return of Chloe's bridal number. That is so freaking cute. She's so precious. Um, she says she doesn't know how well she did because she was really nervous. <laughs> so she blacked out. <laughs> yeah. Um, Maddie is doing her cry number again, which yeah. is an iconic moment. It's it's the hand at the end. It, the, the Maddie Ziegler like yes. face hand. Yeah. yeah. Um my kids talk about Maddie face. My Maddie face. Yeah, this is it. This is where that comes from. Yeah. Um, and then after the show, Caesar comes out to see all the girls and it's like, you did such a great job. Hey Maddie, come here. Let's talk really quick. So unprofessional. <sighs> it was really stressful. Like pushing through this. Yeah. Oh, but you guys hey, are fine. Maddie, Maddie, come here. Come over here. Mm. Yeah. Let's talk away. So like all, these all the other kids see them talking. Yeah. And it's so sad. Like, it's like they're waiting at the door. They're like, you know, Victorian era or orphans. And they're waiting at the steps of the church to be given yes. bread. You know, like they're just standing there waiting for his attention. And it doesn't happen. He just walks right past him and leaves. He only talks to Maddie and is like, if you're ever in New York City, give me a call. Yeah. And that's randomly. it. Yeah. Random. Um, mm-hmm. He also says, like, Maddie is a star, which we know today is true. Maddie Ziegler is incredibly famous, so he's not wrong. He just, you know, and but he also she doesn't get signed with him. She works right? with Sia, so I don't know. And I thought it was interesting that when he said that, Abby was like, "She's smart. She's a smart girl. She's a smart girl. She wasn't saying she's a star. She's talented. Like, at this point, she's, she's smart. Saying, no, she's smart. And and yeah, that what, is interesting. Like, that's the selling point. Yeah. yeah, that's interesting." Um, Christy and Chloe are in a talking head together. Chloe says she's not surprised. She's just sad. That's the most devastating <sighs> moment of the whole episode. And Chloe's face. Yeah. Christy says that, or no, Melissa says that, uh, you know, Christy's just upset because she's not, you know, her daughter's not getting attention. Yeah, exactly. You just, you said it, but not in the way that you think. She is upset because her daughter's not getting enough attention because it's unfair. You know what I mean? When people say, make those claims, especially about Christy, well, she's just mad her daughter's not getting enough attention. Exactly. That's the problem. You just said it. That's the problem. But that's the end of the episode. Caesar pieces out and only wants to talk to Maddie. And he really didn't sign her, which is no. Another, that is another thing. He was just like, if you're in New York, let me know. Yeah. He really lost so out good. on that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She got mega famous without him. So do you have any other thoughts on the episode that we didn't get to talk about? Looks as if we don't. (laughs) (laughs) No, we really covered it. Do you have any songs that you think would make a good routine on Dance Mom? I would think Every Woman. By I'm Every Woman by uh, Shaka Khan? Yes. I love that song. So good. I love... I was listening to it the other day in jazz class and I popped out of my body and like went up (laughs) into the heavens for a minute and then came back. It is... powerful and when it comes to some good old-fashioned love that's what i got dang shaka khan really said i'm every woman it's all in me i love that song and they haven't done that song i feel like Uh -uh. they've done it they probably have but you know i don't know i don't think so i wasn't a hard that feels too cultured for abby to pick for a routine that's what i was thinking you know I'm looking forward to seeing, and I know this is already happening. There's no way it's not, but seeing um, 
very like lilting lyrical numbers to driver's license oh, by Rodrigo. Yeah. that oh, has God. to be happening it, it has to my it's kids like asked me to play it <laughs> and i have one on soma's instagram uh-huh it. it's the oh it's i love the that they love <laughs> well it's like you remember that song by christina perry that jar, jar of, of hearts, hearts. Mm-hmm. yes Girl. it's like the the 2020s version of jar of hearts yeah. is driver's license it's everywhere everything mm-hmm. and you knew the Dang. forte section when it was coming up it's true <sighs> was, i can't even think of it of the but yes yeah. i know that song uh, was everything in the in the 2010s good. well well thank I you for doing this with me yeah. thank Absolutely. you for having us yeah i i was looking forward so much to talking about this show with some with people who know what they're talking about yeah. you know like me and most of my friends are looking at it from just like an entertainment lens or like right. a theater lens or something like that. But like being a part of a company, knowing what the T is about students and teaching and running a dance company, right. I think provides like a special like lens to, to the show, to critiquing the show for sure. Um, do you have anything you want to plug before we wrap this up? Plug it. I know you do. On February 13th, we will be doing a show, which I don't know if this will be out. Yes, by it that will. Point. Okay. Mm-hmm. That'll be next Sunday by the time this comes out. Perfect. So we will be doing a show, Trevor and I, with Hum Dance Collective um, in Nashville at Riverside Revival, which is a newish event yeah. space um, in East Nashville. Mm-hmm. And the tickets are $10 for people that are just coming around to this thing and then five dollars for students yeah and then also there's a donation base so if you just have a dollar and you don't have money to come see the show but you want to come see the show and even if you don't have a dollar just come see the show yes so we just want to like see you see the show do you have any social media you want to plug yeah Yeah. so you can find hum at www.humhum.dance not dot com hum.dance and you can also find us on instagram at hum.dance and you can find me on instagram at trevi dylan um i'm setting up my website right now and then i teach at a little studio in kentucky called soma center for dance and you can find us at soma moves um s-o-m-a moves nice they're all of the (laughs) socials and the links will be you all put them in the show notes for this episode and then you're hannah sun hannah sun and the sun has two ends at the end and it's just a regular old palindrome did i say that right yes is that all yeah that's me (laughs) and you can find hannah mccarthy dance.com yeah and there will soon be a trevor dylan dance.com like in like two weeks so so exciting so exciting well thanks for doing this thanks for listening to another episode Um, Yeah, all of the social media that was just mentioned will be in the description of this episode. My all of my social media is in the end bumper, a new end bumper. That is not me being self-conscious about my voice. Shouts out to me for getting over that. Um, Yeah, you know, just like whatever. My link tree is also in the description of the show notes or it's in the show notes, the description of the episode. So all my social media stuff, my anchor stuff, all that. If you have thoughts about the episode, send me a voicemail at anchor.fm slash pyramid pod or send me an email to uh, the pyramid podcast at gmail.com. Let me know your thoughts and opinions. If you leave a voicemail at anchor, I can put it in the episode. So send me a voicemail. Let me know 
what the T is, what you think about all the stuff we've talked about. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Goodbye. Bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of The Pyramid. You can find us on Instagram at The Pyramid Pod and on Twitter at The Pyramid Pod underscore. Send your thoughts and opinions about Dance Moms as a voicemail to anchor.fm slash pyramid pod or in an email to thepyramidpodcast at gmail.com. If you enjoyed this episode, rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and follow us wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you.